Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Murdo. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take your shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. We are back again for another episode of this fine podcast, Sign Me Up Podcast. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. Hey, friend. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I'm this really cold and snowy Sunday here. It's snowing here, guys. You guys are having a great, nice, crisp day. (laughs) Before we get into it, because I just cannot contain my excitement and i want to make sure our lovely guest is included in on every part of our conversation we have a special guest on today she's my nigga big sis friend but also a pretty fucking big deal out here in these streets if you ask me (laughs) not a big deal at all oh don't be so modest the humility as we can see through the roof She's an expert in self-esteem and a human sex trafficking prevention advocate. I don't know if you remember, but earlier in the year, I went to the Pan-African Film and Arts Festival yeah, uh, right over remember. here in Baldwin Hills. And I was telling you that I was going to see this movie that was based on a friend's life, Skin in the Game. Well, that friend is here today, and I am so excited to share her with you guys. Jayla Baxter, y'all. Hey! hey. hey. What's yeah. up? Yeah, I, I, I am just that nigga. And I... And, just that nigga. And, um, yeah, I just want to talk about that snow you're in, because it's not right. snowing out here, and I feel, I feel bad about it. I do. Yeah, it's like a high of 28 degrees today, y'all. It's wild. I'm about to go to New York for a couple days, and I'm really, really sitting here trying to figure out the best way to approach this weather like yeah i don't even you don't even have like outerwear (laughs) yeah seriously i'm like if there's a way i could just stay in a tube the whole time or maybe just not go out till i leave that'll work (laughs) good good luck with that right see how that goes right so before we get into anything jayla why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself we'll definitely get more into it but i really wanted to leave the introduction to you to just be able to explain to our listeners yeah okay so (laughs) it's 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 not a really long story and i and i will make a long story that's not long very short i was trafficked at the age of 14 and a half my mom chose a man over her children at a certain point in her life which you know I, i won't really get into that's a whole other other show but you know many women do that so it's 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 not unlike somebody that you know whose mother has abandoned them for some dick but anyway I ended up in Compton I joined a gang it wasn't you know like boys in the hood I didn't have to get jumped in or anything like that you know like I was in the neighborhood I was pretty I was wearing the wrong color they figured I wasn't from there I, I, I was naive but intelligent and um, I was a prostitute by night and an honor student by day and I went from being on a street corner for a short period of time to being in somebody's house. And that person is now doing 25 to life for rape by force or fear. Not rape of me, however. I thought he was my boyfriend at the time. And so I reconciled with my mom, got a few degrees, um, spent 18 years rescuing sex trafficked teens. And, you know, have tried to educate people in church basements and plenty of other places for the last 16 years um, about, you know, sex trafficking. People have thought that, you know, um, the things that I've said have been, you know, uh, tall tales and, you know, everything that I've been talking about is what people are presently seeing about the vans. All of that I've been talking about for the past 15 years in church basements. Um, wow. but, I, but I think because Um, When social media came around, I was too busy working to really, you know, involve myself. Even now, I don't really involve myself in social media, but 
a lot of people haven't really known who I was. But if you go on on the streets and you say, who is the self-esteem queen? They may not know my name, but they know who the happy black girl, the, the SEQ. The, they know that they only know that they don't even know my name. Right. And for years, I had a toll free number where, you know, people could call me and I would just rescue. And I did that for 10 years um, and had an apartment building that I rehabilitated and rescued young men and women. Because there's a lot of young men out there as well. And um, I just live my life to seek, say, and live the truth. And I teach people how to be better human beings, period. So I do a number of things. I don't have any titles. Uh, I'm a Reiki master. Um, I do a lot of uh, energy healing. I employ five survivors of sex trafficking. And we make candles out of um, my home. I have a whole production studio in my house. And we basically um, do business to business. And that funds the nonprofit for the year. And the nonprofit Mm -hmm. is... We do suicide depression prevention in Native American communities, their reservations, because suicide's a pandemic, not an epidemic in youth Native American reservation communities. And we have a program called I'm Gay Now What? And we mentor and teach colleges how to put together mentor programs to help high school students in their areas uh, coming out. Um, with faith, with um, acceptance, with self-love, self-appreciation. And so we've um, helped um, start over 400 mentor programs since 2010. The program with the Native Americans is called You Are the Answer. And then we also Mm -hmm. feed the homeless twice a month. We don't allow any social media. We make all the food out of my house or um, a local restaurant that we have a contract with. And um, we seek to provide low sodium, but uh, uh, highly uh, delicious food to uh, the people, our friends without homes on the streets. And so um, that is what making the candles funds. I don't beg for money. I don't participate in poverty porn. And I've been doing this for 18, 19 years, and people are just now catching up. So I'm probably real humble. I'm probably real humble because I've had to be humble a long time because if I let my ego get in the way, you know, I wouldn't let God do do the work. And so um, I've been doing this a long time, and I just really don't. Um, seek to do a lot of interviews, so I'm happy to give my knowledge today because, you know, I you know. Listen, yes, in and that I'm little just, quick little see, thing, I'm like bursting. Me. Right, I'm bursting at the seams right. of questions. So we gonna we gonna keep it rolling. There was no there was um, no intro I could have done to really do. Yeah, my no, girl justice. Truly, right, because. Like, Sis, uh, talk about skin in the game. She knows what she's doing, okay? Yes. Um, yes. Okay, cool. Well, and definitely we're gonna... catch that movie. Like, make sure if you guys haven't seen the movie to check it out. I believe it's actually coming out on. It's available on cable on demand. Also, Amazon Prime, oh. Vudu, oh. Uh, uh, iTunes. Amazon Prime. I, have yes. that. I can watch that right after this. And it's, okay, and it's cool. also available for download and available on Amazon for DVD. Yeah. Beautiful. Have you ever seen that? Damn, what was that show that was on Stars? But anyway, the girl who was one of the actresses in there, Erica Ash, she is the main character in Skin in the Game. Survivor's she, Remorse. And Survi- and, yes. And, oh, exactly yes. Okay. Her. okay. Yeah, with that Chicago accent. Yeah, it was just right. super thick. Yeah, she's the main character who's basically uh, playing jayla in a sense the story is loosely based around jayla's life what that means is that i allowed somebody to take my story and make it into a movie without having to be paid for that it's based on my life <laughs> did, but they, do they recognize you as the person they, they definitely recognize me yeah okay cool as long as you know so that starts starts start getting a little little dicey i don't know i want to get too much into it but that's good that they acknowledge and recognize that well um, well i spent i spent many years turning down different offers from we tv lifetime i've never wanted to sell my intellectual rights because i've never wanted the story to be changed and this direct yes. this director is from the bay area i'm from the bay area and um the story was done exactly the way that it happens and so i respect that and i respect that when the story was given to the producer who was also the person who produced uh the 13th with ava duvernay um, yes. he, he was the person that put up the money that that helped her to do that it was under this same uh, company can do films and so i believed in him he's canadian his name is howard barish and that's the reason why i gave the story so when i say loosely based it's like I didn't want it to, you know, it says inspired by true events, right? But I'm true, yeah. I'm true events and everybody knows that I'm true events and they've never made it a secret that I'm true events. And the work that I do, um, again, I'm not the one that wants to shine, but the posters in my house say inspired by Jayla Baxter and they made those yeah. posts. So, so it's like, I, 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 For you. yeah, so 
I'm okay with the story being what it is, but it's only a part of my story. So it wasn't like I was giving away too much. There's so much more to me. So that was only a part of my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Very cool. Well, do you want to do a quick icebreaker? Yeah. Keep it rolling. Right. Although the ice is certainly broken. Explain a situation where you told someone to do something and then you got upset when they did it. Mm. <laughs> That's the icebreaker, y'all. <laughs> I know I got some. I just got to really, I got to think about I'm it. I'm trying to quick. think. I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> I feel like this happens at work all the time. Like, I, I manage a couple interns and I'll tell them to like do stuff a certain way. I'll tell them to do something, but I might not be specific on the way in which I want it done. And when they do it, it's like wrong. And I end up having to do it anyway. So that's the, that's what will get me upset is that they'll do it wrong more so than they, that they just did it. Right. For example, like we send emails for everything at work. We like, you know, blast out emails about programming and stuff like that. And I'll say like, make the email, put some pictures in there, put some text in there, put a button for them to buy a ticket, whatever the case may be. I'll go and look at the email before it gets sent out. And it's like five different fonts, different colors, different. It's just like, what, what is this? Who is going to actually click on this and not think that a child made this? Like, this is ridiculous. You're a grown woman. And then I end up having to go back and do the whole email myself. I feel like I've had these situations happen to me in relationships when I was younger, you know, just pretending I don't care about certain things. Like you could, go out with her oh or like, yeah you, know, you can hang out with her i don't care or you know like something along those lines like yeah yeah she's your friend fine it's yeah fine, it's fine. she's your friend it's <laughs> totally fine i get it like i i'm down like you're open you know this is a healthy relationship because you told me about it but then i'm pissed as fuck actually right like but, why are you hanging out with this bitch right when it happens and that's actually a good one and <laughs> i didn't really think about it from that way of you actually telling them to do like telling them okay yeah go out but then you're like what the fuck when they i actually can't believe go you out. actually go yeah 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 i think mine is pretty much me telling my friends um i'm not gonna go but invite me anyway and then when they invite <laughs> me i have the you know the the, the pressure of of not going Right. <laughs> well, you could have um, just not even been invited. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, I probably should should have told my friends like, tell me about it, just in 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 jest, instead of right. inviting me and in, and in, and me feeling the pressure to like you know because on any given day I don't know how I'm gonna feel at that time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I may not be able to go, and and I don't want to have to provide an excuse. Yeah. Like a doctor's note. I don't want to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because my friends much. know I have social anxiety. Yeah. So I, 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 I feel like, you know, when I get invited, I get irritated at the invitation. But if I didn't get invited, I'd be like, damn, like, you why would be am I like, left out? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> FOMO as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that. That's funny. I, I think there's a way that to counts. get around that. Yeah, it is a thought that counts. But I think a good way to get around that is to say, like, you know, let this be an open invitation. Like, I don't want to have to RSVP one way or the other. Like, I might show up or I might not. Like, but don't, like, make me have to be the one to say I'm not I'm, coming. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would definitely tell my my friends that like y'all I'm gonna, I'm gonna I have wanna... to revise my my, my 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 friend email you know what I mean yeah right <laughs> right uh, I want to know about all your plans and I want to feel included but I might not show up but I might I might show up though, I might also I might <laughs> I showed up for the podcast I might right you know what I'm saying right you gotta be ready that's okay funny. so Moving on to sign language, Jayla, you talked a little bit about, you know, being a Reiki master and into energy healing and things like that. So 
what are your thoughts and views on astrology? Like, are you a believer? Do you think it's just nonsense? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I'm definitely a believer. I feel like me being a Sagittarius is one of the reasons why I am a healer. And so um, I don't know if if I really believe in you know, this sign is good with this sign because I've been with a myriad of signs and it hasn't worked out with any of them. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I believe in that, but I definitely believe in, you know, my sign. Um, I definitely still have to get my, my natal birth chart read. I still haven't yeah, done that. Right. It's like the more that I, I really get into when I was born, how I was born, how I was even conceived, all of that has everything to do with my sign, why I'm here, my purpose. Yes, I'm really still trying to piece all that together, but I'm definitely a believer. But I but I don't believe in California psychics because I know someone that used to work there, and so I don't believe in that. But but at the same time, I do believe in the little hole in the wall sign that says psychic or medium. I believe that that person might know some things. Might if they're right. if, if if they're in an affluent area and they're still there. Right, because that that rent has to be high. Yeah. Right? right, like so. I'm like, okay, if you're it, some <laughs> somehow you pay these bills, sis. So, right, <laughs> and, and you and you gotta know something. That's right. actually a pretty fair criteria, actually. Now, I never thought about the rent that it that you have to pay, and these some of those spots, you know, you see year after year after year mm-hmm. after year after year. It's like, okay, something going on. You right. know, you you be singing <laughs> how did. Yeah, rent is going up and you're still here, right? Like, right. like Hollywood, Melrose. It's like you see, you're like, How are you still here? Mm-hmm. Got right. it, you this something going on, yeah. right? And it costs whatever it is, it costs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to your point about the California psychics, though, I just had to say this my sister. Not California psychics, but like another online something, something psychic, blah, blah, blah. My sister worked for them. And like my sister can interpret dreams, but she's in no way a psychic of any like she's she has no like abilities in that way, really, other than the fact that she can interpret dreams. And she was doing it. And she told me that the way she would do it is is that she would like use tarot cards or whatever and kind of give them like not like their future or but like maybe if they have a question she could give them some sort of like tools to maybe come to a conclusion themselves but it's a lot of people that just like work at those jobs (laughs) like online they're they're online so you can just literally you know write email whatever you want right (laughs) you could there's no test that you have to take to get those jobs so. And when you're when you're desperate, you'll believe it, you know? Yeah, if it sounds good enough. Exactly. We recently had a full moon that took place. The uh, last full moon of the decade. I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It was big. It mm-hmm. seemed big. It was very yellow to me. Mm-hmm. It was very yellow. Yeah. Right. So, Jayla, what's your experience with full moon rituals i know you know that i'm asking you this on purpose because i already know yeah so the full moon is a big deal to me that's one of the reasons why i broke off my engagement i put candles under the full moon so i i make and sell charged candles seven day candles for uh, protection i mean I, I make them for a myriad of reasons but i make those candles with the assistance of my ancestors and it takes those candles seven plus days to be made and so when full moons come I'm out with the candles. I have a whole ritual bath with fresh flowers and lemongrass, fresh lemongrass and different stuff that I put in the bath. And I really spend that time under the full moon, like really just basking myself in the moon, clearing my energy, clearing my energy stones. Like I take the full moons very serious and I don't like to be interrupted or anything during the full moon. Um, I, I feel the full energy of the moon. And so sometimes I like to be just outside in the middle of the night with the moon for hours. And I definitely feel every single Mercury retrograde. I attempt to be ahead of the curve, but sometimes they they take me for a loop. But it's really about how you adapt and, and how you're able to sort of ride that wave. And I think that if more people understood the changing of the moons and 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 things of that nature 
uh, they would change the way that they navigate through the world and who they talk to at certain times and what days they make decisions. I mean, all of that stuff matters. And I think that people would be better off in life if they took the time to really focus on the things that matter for them in the world, according to astrology and the moon, the changing of mm-hmm. the moon, the changing of, of seasons, how people react to the changing of seasons. Like I don't do well when the sun goes down early. I have to have a lot of artificial light in my house. And I know that already, you know, mm-hmm. and so I prepare myself for that. But it's, when people don't prepare, you're dealing with, you think you're dealing with depression. No, you, you're not actually. You yeah, can prepare for that. Light. You, just yeah. touched, you touched on some real shit, especially with people's thoughts on daylight savings and how they think it's stupid and it shouldn't happen because it seems like it's later than it really is and just how that really has impacts on your attitude, depression, like all types of stuff like that. And I didn't I never really thought of it that way, but it is crazy how you do have these feelings as the seasons change. It takes a lot of patience though to pay attention to those those details. Like you said, like making decisions on certain days or, you know, what the what phase the moon is in at that time and how that impacts other aspects of your of your life. That takes so much patience. I wish that I had more patience to really like be on top of like patience more or full moon knowledge. Okay, so, okay, so let me say that you can go patience on, and knowledge okay, both. So, okay, right. so okay, so let me say you can go on IG, right? And I'm sure if you go to the to the tags and you go to full moon somebody has a whole year chart you can just plug those into your into yeah. your phone real quick it's like it's like maybe it takes 15 minutes right to to plug each one into your phone but when you plug it in then it's in for the year somebody has there's an ig page that has them for 2020 already right yeah and so it's like then when you get a reminder two weeks in advance like oh, okay the moon's gonna so now you start preparing it's like the same way that one would prepare for a wedding the same way you like you have to prepare for your seasons i prepare for my seasons because if i don't i'd be sitting in the house taking an antidepressant right mm. yeah hey you just called me on my shit that's facts <laughs> go out there put it in the calendar and like take 15 minutes for something that could really help you out for life in the long run yeah because i've had extremely and when i have been knowing that a full moon is coming or something like that or i have prepared like when i did that love spell shana yeah. yeah and i like had such a positive experience with doing it and like it was just so Same. peaceful and, and meditative and like I don't even meditate, but I just felt so like in tune with myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. I want to feel that again, yeah. you know, like that. I have had positive experiences when I do do the work. So right. just got to do that work. 2020, do the work. Yes, I mean, no, that's the vibe. Nobody can, deny, nobody can deny the work, you know, and to be an energy healer and to have to use my hands to heal other people, to have to use my hands to make a candle to then heal somebody else it's like that's a huge responsibility so for me to understand how to get out of my own shit because i have my own shit going on in my own personal life right not negative you know shit but just the enemy attacks me in a different way it's through my family because they not shit you know so it's like i have to be the person that you know kind of be like okay my family not shit i gotta step away and make my family with my friends and all that type of bullshit Mm -hmm. but it's like you know I have a responsibility to not be at a certain level of low. Like, mm-hmm. like I've been low, but I've never been low. Like, my, my low don't last that long because I have a responsibility to help heal other people. And when I'm not well, I don't work. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't heal other people if I don't make candles if I'm not well. You mm-hmm. know, so it affects everything around me so for me to know when a new moon is coming for me to understand when i can't really deal or fuck with somebody for me to know when to cut it off at this red flag like my life that discipline is what's gotten me far as a business owner that discipline is what has gotten me far would not i have the same assistant that i've had for this for the last 19 years she's never called out she's never she lives her own life she have a virtual assistant same assistant 19 years and there's something to be said about somebody that'll stay with you for that long. I mean, yeah, I have a therapist and yeah, I have a life coach, but it's like shit. I know how to coach myself. 
Yeah. I, I know how to make my own candles. I know how to pray at my own altar. So it's right. like, I, I don't, I have all the tools right here in front of me. Now I just got to navigate the moons like one would navigate PMS. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. And you have to navigate that. Some women have to really navigate that because they just get buck wild. I do. Right. Okay. So, 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 so for me, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. okay, new moons come. Okay. I don't want to just get buck wild and tell these people how I really feel. So let me, <laughs> <laughs> let me start wearing some tourmaline. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that, so that I can just dispel the negativity. Because if I don't, it's like, I'm a killer, but don't push me. I always tell people that like, I, I, I heard Machiavelli when he said it and I felt it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't push me because I don't want to have to tell you what I'm really feeling because you're not right. going to want to hear that. Yeah, and it's not going to bode well. So it's Sagittarius season, Shayna? It's Sagittarius season, girl. Mm-hmm. I got a new coffee table book. It's an astrology book, and I am excited to be sharing with you all in the upcoming episodes some new content. I'm excited too. I'm excited too. It's crazy because it's just basically like every aspect. I've had a book like this before, but it's just a condensed, shortened version, you know, of like the Sagittarius at work, the Sagittarius Mm -hmm. friend, the Sagittarius in a relationship. It's like literally every aspect. Um, The Sagittarius parent, the Sagittarius as a child. Yeah, yeah. And I went through mine in some parts like flip through read them and i was just like wow it's crazy some of the things did you feel did you feel seen i felt seen i felt attacked in some ways (laughs) and then other ways i was like wow that's really not me like okay but i don't know i don't know maybe it's like me saying it's not me because i'm offended like i don't even i don't I don't know. I'm always it's a down sliding to more. scale. Yeah, it's a sliding scale. So there's that. But yeah, I just wanted to share that tidbit with you all. I mean, Jayla is sign language. Like that is. I'm so excited. You know? I want to know all about myself. Meaning, when I say that, I mean she is the Sagittarius. Like she is. Yeah, she is what the, I am. Right, right. <laughs> the specimen. She exactly. is your tidbit for the right. segment. There well, read go. one thing from the book. Just read one oh, thing about Sagittarius. Like... I'm okay, like pressed, right, lucky. Right yeah, I see. Calm down. You could Maybe do like we'll... Sagittarius as a parent. I'm pressed. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pressed too. I see. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why'd she just because, bring that up and then like you know, leave us hanging? Because, because first of all, right before we started, you know, my, 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 my kid called me and I was like, yeah, okay. And, and, and did you eat your breakfast? And but, but did you eat your pancake? Yeah, but did you drink your orange juice? Yeah, but did you put your... Like I was specific with every single thing. Did you eat your grapes? Like no, right. I want to know every single aspect. So yeah, what I would, I'm interested to hear about myself as a parent. Thank you. Okay. Yes. And yeah, she should have been prepared. Right. No, and I'm going to ask about myself. You know? I thought, I thought we brought it up. I thought we were going to be able to just, you know. I mean, you, you might as well give us here. a tidbit before you float to the other episode. Yeah. You tell us about something now. <laughs> right. Okay. And it's Sagittarius season. Why not start with, with Why me? not? Well, I Why? thought she was giving us an intro to do what she's about to do today, but go ahead. Right. Don't want to know about myself as a spouse or a lover, cause love don't live here. Love don't live here. Oh Lord, today I love myself love too much. Love don't live here anymore. You know what I mean? That was when music was real. She was real with right. That. She's right, just a vacancy. Oh, uh. you know, she she letting you know, like period, point blank, no furniture, it don't live here. Right, period. not here. It's a vacancy. Okay, and we're here. The Sagittarius parent, some strengths: giving, loving, natural. Weaknesses: dissatisfied, inconstant, distracted. Jayla can agree so far. Interactive style, driven, restless, temperamental. Sagittarius parents are very giving toward their children. 
not driven by feelings of responsibility, but simply by their devotion and love. Sagittarius parents often enrich their domestic lives through the addition of household pets and a need to establish their families in beautiful, natural surroundings. <laughs> that said, many Sagittarius parents ultimately fail in their marriages despite the cement of their parent-child relationships. Wow. This is often due to their demanding natures, their inability to continue to compromise for too many years in a row, (laughs) and their inherent restlessness, which can take them far afield. Once they have made up their minds to jump ship, either for a change of life or a new partner, they do so without looking back or having regrets. It's so interesting how Kayla they is it. losing it right yeah, now. It's so interesting how they somehow turned it to the partner, spouse Yeah, thing, like even we haven't heard a child in two minutes. We didn't ask. <laughs> and, and, and what they basically saying is a nigga not putting no nigga in front of her motherfucking kids. Could right. You Never. On it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's me like, so far no. to a T. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's too funny. But yes. So that's a that's a tid. That's a tidbit. That was you. a tidbit. And um really interesting because that that was basically I mean what you just I've been talking to you for like forty five minutes. <laughs> like this is the longest <laughs> I've I've known you. It's forty five minutes. And um you from the gate were like you know, I didn't trust this guy around my child, so he had to go. Like, that was just, like, the first, like, literally the first thing you ever said to me was that. So, <laughs> so I'm like, like yeah. We, so not, get like, no, oh. we not getting no other chances. I'm talking about I've changed cities off that. Took and my car back said, off and that. she just said, forget the spouse. Let, talk about the parent. That's what right. I want to know about. She, 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 she don't even want to hear about that. Yeah. You know, that's I'm so excited for the for the upcoming podcast because I want to hear yeah, I want to hear more about others as well. It's man, yeah. it's so good. It's so good. That was a good one. Okay, cool. I'm interested to hear more from this book as well, and I'm sure all of our listeners are too. So stay tuned to future episodes. Okay, so we're gonna switch gears and bring it full circle. Going back to Jayla's introduction, this is more of an informative piece. This is actually going to be our get your life segment right and this is as a follow-up to a previous episode where as we all have seen recently in the in recent like i don't know i guess past two months or so we've seen an uptick in the news media about sex trafficking and how you know it's very prevalent right now i mean the news media is saying it's very prevalent right now but as we know and we'll learn more that this is nothing new um you know, this is something that's been occurring for decades. And right now it's just getting some media attention. But I brought up sex trafficking and how we as single women, Shana and I, and and a lot of our listeners and other women have to just watch their back. Ever at the ready, head on a swivel, be observant, pay attention, and just be careful. And that sounds so easier said than done maybe because it's like you know i'm trying to take an uber but my uber driver could be sketchy you know it's like you know it it comes with a whole another layer of its own issues but i brought that out and then Shayna mentioned that she had a friend who had experience with sex trafficking and i wanted to know more i was obviously intrigued and curious and scared and nervous a whole bunch of emotions i would say but Jayla is here and she's in, she has had her own experience. She has saved so many people and we're just really looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah. And just really starting with the most basic thing is what is human sex trafficking? Cause we always hear human trafficking and on a general stance that could be anything from, you know, Slaves, slavery, like, right. yeah, like being in the factory and things like that. But what is human sex trafficking? So human sex trafficking is when a male or a female is held against their will and made to perform sexual acts against their will. Hmm. Another form of human sex trafficking is the coercion of a child with no cognitive thinking skills that is to have a girl believe that you guys are dating and that you are just sleeping with men to help out with the bills when you're actually prostituting or trafficking the woman so it gets really intricate 
some girls are trafficked and some girls want to be trafficked and pick someone to help traffic them. There are so many different stories in the streets and you don't hear these stories because documentaries aren't really on the streets talking to the real people because the real people are not going to stop and talk to somebody doing a documentary when they're in the yeah. middle of working. They're only right. going to have a conversation with somebody that they've talked to for years and years. So mm -hmm. I've walked the streets for over 19 years. The streets of Compton, the streets of L.A., the San Fernando Valley, Van Nuys, up and down Sepulveda. I've walked many streets. Western, Figueroa, many streets. And I've talked to many people. And I've been out there rescuing, talking to pimps, talking to gang members, doing a, a myriad of things for a, a number of years that give me a street credibility that most people don't get. And that's one of the reasons why you can't find me on social media because I'm so busy in the streets that I don't have time to be known on social media. I don't need to be media popular because if I'm media popular, then everybody knows who I am. And if everybody knows who I am, then I'm, I have no street credibility at all. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, b before there was, you know, Facebook and all that, there was black planet in my space and I wasn't interested in either one of those. And so I'm still not interested in social media. I'm only interested in saving lives, mm -hmm. but to traffic, right is for someone to hold someone and make them sell themselves for money. And they are not getting anything out of that. Okay. You mentioned some people wanting to be trafficked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that stood out to me I well. know, yeah. I know in your 19 years of doing this, I'm sure you've come across this, but I still have to ask, have you rescued someone who wanted to be trafficked? Uh, so, and what was... Yeah, so you have to understand that um, in my years of doing this, not everybody, you know, wants to be rescued and not everybody is, is being held against their will. Right. You know, some people experience so much abuse at home that when they run away and they meet a Romeo pimp that they, they, they feel more, they, they feel more loved and connected, even if their job now happens to be a prostitute as they see it. You know what I'm saying? They, they yeah. feel more love from him than they feel in their home life. There may be something going on in their home life that really drives them away from home. And so many times I've had to make the determination, do they really, des do you know, like, and that's a hard determination for me to make. I don't involve police. I never involved police. I carried a pistol. I just walked the streets. That's what I did. I I wasn't interested in, in, in trying to wait for the judicial system to work it out. So work. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't have time for that. And so, you know, sometimes you would hear the stories and you'd be like, well, damn, you know, if I if I if I get them, you know, a lot of a lot of kids wanted to just go back or, or they would just go back. And so sometimes, you know, it was a decision that I would have to make. Do I really want to rescue this kid or do I, you know, really just want to say, well, you know, the kid doesn't want to be rescued. And, you know, is there a reason? You know, I knew a lot of pimps in the streets. And so it wasn't some of the pimps were actually very nice and kind, you know, and, and this just happened to be their profession. You understand, and they were, and, and and they were treating the women that that they had with love and respect. Not all pimps are horrible men. You know, we would like to vilify all pimps, but the reality is that a number of pimps have helped me to rescue girls that should have been with other people, or mm. you know, were 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 were, were really. Um, too highly recognized and really just needed to be brought back home because they didn't want to bring no attention to what was going on, you know, in their already productive situation. And so I had a lot of those conversations and I highly doubt that, you know, on a myriad of documentaries and I say myriad because there are so many different people who are doing documentaries and are having these conversations and don't have any knowledge of what it's like on the streets. They don't yeah. they, they, they had no knowledge until recently that women traffic women. And it's like I've been talking about this for years. For years, I've been talking about you have to watch, you know, because not all bottom bitches are women and not all pimps are men. And I've been talking about that for years. And yet people walk around like, oh, no, it just couldn't be. You know, the bottom bitch is the girl that's in the group home. Mm. You know, so sometimes these pimps have young girls and the girls don't even have to leave the group home. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're going out when, when nobody is there watching and then they're sneaking back in. It's like the person that works at the group home is probably a college student who's sleep at the time that they're out turning tricks. As long as they can get back in before she wakes up to make them, they're not going in and checking. I've worked in a group home. Like, I've been there and done everything that I've been through and I've experienced. I now take that knowledge along with all this college degrees that I have and I take all of that to the streets. You understand? And I work with people from from where they are, where they stand. I don't judge. I don't I don't I don't judge 
anybody. Mm -hmm. And I get more out of them that way than anybody else. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of trafficking, but there are a lot of young girls who, you know, want to go out there and turn tricks and are like, you know, I just want somebody to, to protect me to make sure that I'm, you know, in a safe environment. You know, that's what it was my situation. So it was like, you know, this guy thought he was like my boyfriend and, you know, he had, you know, I thought he was like cheating on me with different girls, but really he was just bringing me into his house so that he could have other men come in and sleep with me. And I didn't really realize that at the time, but it was just sort of like something that sort of happened. And I was in love with him for many years and, you know, I just didn't realize what was happening to me. And I still have a lot of affection like towards him. I can't even... You know, I, I've tried to ditch him everywhere that I go, you know, because he's in, you know, jail and he's still writing me letters like yeah. <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep up with my life on social media from from prison. And it's right. like, you know, after all these years, he hasn't let go because he's like, you know, OK, I probably did like maybe 20, 25 years. I'm, I'm almost it's almost time for me to parole. Let me see if I can parole to her house. And it's like I have to actively, you know, prevent him from even having a way to contact me because the reality is that. A, a pimp never stops pimping. Yeah. You understand? It's really difficult to rehabilitate somebody when that is your line of work to manipulate women or men. And it's like a very particular skill set as well. I mean, just thinking about like manipulation and as a tool and how these people are able to really use that as a tool and like convince otherwise smart people to do things that they may not have thought to do on their own. It's like, how do you, what do you, what else can you do with that skill set? <laughs> like what, what else could I, you know? Well, there's no pill for narcissism. Mm. And so, and so, you know, most pimps are narcissists, period. And so when you look at what a narcissist is and you look at how they manipulate, well, you know, it, it makes sense for them to find women with women or men with low self-esteem or that are on hard times or that, you know, have have low confidence at a time that they're really needy so that they can manipulate their mind. That's what a narcissist does. And the minute that you feel like you want to stand up for yourself, then that's where the abuse comes in. Because how dare you? Like, no, I've I've done this for you. I've done that for you. Like, how, how if it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this. Your family didn't care about you. Nobody cared about you. Nobody's been looking for you. Like, you know, so then that's when all the abuse comes out. But as long as you're doing everything that they say, I mean, you know, I mean, they're a narcissist. So they're yeah. in control. Right. And it's like working. It's like. It's calm. It would seem as if it's calm, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. So I'm wondering, are you able to tell us what a rescue might look like? I mean, you've said that there are some situations where you've had help from others or you might just be on your own. Like, what is that like? Do you I know you said you rehabilitated an entire apartment building where people could stay. So are you able to share what that looks like? Oh, of course. So, you know, you find out about a girl or, you know, you get a telephone call. Um, the catfishing has been happening for a long time. Mm. So, you know. Sydney it, knows. Um, she is obsessed with that show. Yeah, I so, really so, am. So before there was ever a show, young girls were getting catfished on Black Planet and MySpace. You know, a guy would post a picture. They would go to meet that guy. It wouldn't really be that guy. And then they'd be trafficked. That's right? so crazy. That had, been, that had already been happening. That, that wasn't something that was new. And then, you know, with the addition of Skype, and, you know, so before we had iPhones and all that, of course, we had, like, Skype, right? And so right. when somebody couldn't Skype you or when they could only Skype on audio, then, you know, people... So so those things, they'd have to hear somebody's voice to see if they were really real. And, and then, you know, you got to a situation where, like, um, it, it's it's so easy to just traffic there are so many avenues for somebody to traffic a young girl there are so many young girls who want to be seen and there mm. are so many young there are so many avenues that continue to open up that adults don't keep up with tiktok and um, snapchat like all these different avenues where you know people can keep up with you and um, just recently 
you may have heard about the ring doorbell that has been attacked. Yes. And there, there have been two different instances where, yes. you know, someone has been able to peer into your house. I have a ring, so it directly affects me because my, my surveillance cameras in my home are not through ring, but my, my camera on my front door oh, is through door. ring. Yeah, and so I would hate to have somebody talking to my grandma through <laughs> through the camera when she already has dementia. Like, oh, no. Right. Um, but it, but it's like, you know, um, there's so many ways, you know, for, for like if you have nanny cam, and they're able to, you know, sort of break through and get to your nanny cams and, you know, sort of talk to your kids and tell your kids negative things. Like, th- those are things that happen when you're not home. So if you're not communicating with your kids and, you know, some people have, you know, kids that are home alone. Like, sometimes my kids are not there with me. They're there with my grandmother and I may leave and, and I'm not there. And it's like, you know, I have to make sure that my kids are safe. And yeah. so, so it's like, but there are so many different ways if you're not watching your kids and what they're watching on YouTube and, and, and the mm-hmm. different things that they're, you know, the different things that they're experiencing at school and who they're talking to and what their conversations are and how they change up the way they dress and what they're looking at on YouTube and just paying attention to, to your kids at a young age. You know, kids are getting recruited as young as seven and eight. So if you're getting recruited as young as seven and eight, then it's like, okay, well, what am I doing as a parent to make sure that my kid is in a space where they are safe from from being recruited, right? And, you know, it could happen anywhere at any time. You hear about it. It was the soccer coach. It was the karate coach. No, I'm there. I am there. When my kids take karate class, I am there with a, with a lawn chair outside, sitting, looking through the window. I see you. And right. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I am there. I am there, and so and so it's it's really all about paying attention. Um, but but we're not paying attention, and so um, I actually had a karate coach who was a pervert. And there you have wow. it. Wow. Yep. Like That's just deep. after, like we took. He used to like he taught. I was in his karate class, but then after that, when I got a little older, but still a preteen. He would like, you know, was like lurking around the neighborhood and would like say things like, it's just ridiculous. Him, an older neighbor, where I told my grandmother and my grandmother like made sure to get crazy on him when we walked downstairs the next time and he never looked at me again. <laughs> I know and, grandma and, not having that. And, and, and alternatively, I had a, a swim coach at the YMCA who I was madly in love with with a jerry curl named Jerome. <laughs> Um, how ironic and, um, that he had a jelly curl in and, his um, name just so and I, and, I, and, and, and I was in love with him and um, he he never tried anything with I was madly in love with my with, with him and he never tried anything um, and, and then I was molested by my uncle right across the room from my grandparents room for years wow wow oh god that's it's just like oh it gives you chills like mm-hmm. When I do a rescue, I would normally get a telephone call, right? And somebody would say, oh, I'm here and I need to be rescued. I'd go and do the rescue. You know, some rescues were good. Some rescues, I'd know the pimp and I'd have to get pistol whipped um, because he'd have to show control in front of the other girls. It was not a problem because I used to be a self-mutilator as a kid. And so being slapped or hit, I used to do that to myself anyway. And so it didn't bother me the way... It would bother somebody else. Like I understood the control and the respect issue, sort of like a gang. You know, if you go into somebody else's hood, you need to let somebody know that you come into their hood so that they can let you know that it's okay to come in. Even if you come into a birthday party for your family member, whatever, like that's how it is in a hood. You got to let people know that you that you coming through. You can't just come through because they don't know what you're coming through for. If you go into a right. birthday party, you, gotta, you know, so um, it's the same thing in the streets. Right. If you're trying to rescue a kid. Okay, well, if a kid wants to be out there and, and that's their situation, then maybe I can go talk to a kid and see what's going on with a kid. If they need to be rescued, I can rescue the kid, take them back to their home. There are other situations in which a kid does not want to be rescued. So I'll get there and they'll be like, well, I'm just going to come back out here if you take me home. Okay, well, now let me explore what your home situation is so I can understand what's going on in your home. Then I'm going to go to your home and, and, and see what's going on in your home. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, some of it has to do with kids don't want to go back to their home because, you know, the parent has had other kids with another man. And now they're spending more time with that kid than they are with 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 with, with the teenager or making the teenager be a built in babysitter. Right. When they when they should just be a, a teenager. And so the kids resent that and they want to leave home or the parent gets with a man who they get comfortable with and leave up in the home. And then the man tries to, you know, sexually mm. assault 
a kid. So the mm. kid wants to leave because if they tell their mom, then their mom is probably going to get mad at them. They don't really know how to approach that situation because, again, these kids don't have cognitive thinking skills. Yeah. They haven't developed those yet. They don't have emotional intelligence yet. So they don't understand the relationship management that goes with, okay, how do I intricately tell my mom or tell someone in a safe space? What is a safe space? Yes. Is there a such thing as a safe space to tell someone that my mom's boyfriend or that my uncle or that my brother is trying to touch me or my sister is trying to touch me? They don't they don't know. And so they leave home because they don't know how to deal with that. They, they've not been taught how to cope with that. Yeah. You know, and so... They leave home and it's like, okay, well, do you put them back home in a situation where they want to be there? And so a lot of kids, you know, will call me if they're being beat by somebody and like a pimp and, and they want to leave. And that's that's an easy rescue, you know, because a pimp doesn't want to have the police hot on their track because they have other yes. girls that they have to worry about. So when you have those relationships, you can make telephone calls and just make it happen. It's not that difficult. It's not something that the police can do. So, again, that's why I've never really wanted to be known because it's not necessary for me to be known and then be doing this at the same time. Yeah. You know, like, I wasn't even born Jayla Baxter. I was born with a whole different name. I changed my name legally because, you know, I I was doing a lot of separation of, you know, this is really the life that I'm living. My name doesn't matter. People only knew the self-esteem queen at a certain point. Yeah. Now, Now I'm more interested in carrying a legacy for my kids and my father who only had me. And my father is deceased, so I want people to know I'm Jayla Baxter, but... Most people just know me as a self-esteem queen. And I would just walk the streets and pass out business cards and let people know if you ever need me, I'm here. If you need a whole bag, I'm here. If you need, you know, a ride somewhere, I'm here. Like, if you need a nigga, I'm here. Yeah. If you hungry, I'm here. If you need a shower, I'm here. And I would constantly be on the streets letting them know I'm here. You know, and they knew that, you know, I could be the person they could smoke a blunt with and, and chill out with. I could, th- There would be no judgment there. I'd just be having a conversation. I'm not trying to rescue you. I'm not trying to read the Bible to you. I'm not trying to none of that mm-hmm. with you. But if you want to pray or a day minister, I could do that with you. Right. But I'm not trying to push it down your throat. You know what I'm saying? But if you need some sanitary wipes in between your tricks, I got that too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you need some monostat, I got that too. If you need some condoms, I got that too. If you need a Bible, I got that small, a mini Bible, I got that too. If you need some prayers, I got that too. If you need a, a good joke, I got that too. <laughs> Come on. Sometimes the laugh Word. goes a long I way. Know, I know I laugh through the pain. But please define what a whole bag is for us because <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have my own for definition. Yeah, we have, I know it's a different definition than what we're, what we're, what I'm thinking about. Yeah, a whole bag is, is basically a bag that. A hoe carries um, so that she can remain appealing to men as she's turning her tricks. And so if you're turning your tricks outside and you don't have a, a, a bathroom to continue to take showers and things like that, you have to be able to freshen up. So, mm-hmm. you know, some hoe bags um, will, will carry, you know, the little sanitary wipes from from Monistat or, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you know, your toothpaste, your toothbrush, your soap and water, you know, um, you know, a, 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 like a like a, a water bottle. And so that you, mm-hmm. can, you know, sort of put it on a on a rag and sort of wipe yourself. You know, you, you, you have a bag that you carry so that you can remain sanitary while you're turning your tricks mm-hmm. so that you don't have to remain dirty. And yeah, you know, stuff right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what a regular hoe bag is that I know. Like just like, I feel like I, probably I, clean I guess panties. for me generally generally it would be just the bag that you take over to the nigga's to the house. Nigga's that you house. Not but really, it has that's but not, it's not your man, but y'all. But what does it have inside? Mine will have like a toothbrush, toothpaste, you know, <laughs> clean panties. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. And right. I don't yeah. know if it would have like, you know change your clothes. Probably. Well, oh yeah, I mean, change of clothes, yeah, but yeah. it wouldn't have I mean, like. I mean, de- definitely a, a change of clothes. Definitely yeah. a, um, d- several changes of underwear. Right. You know, and then sanitary wipes because again, you know, but then soap and water because you know between some tricks you're not going to be able to use a sanitary wipe because if the if if somebody has has had sex with you and and they've had rough sex with you then you're going to probably want a little water on your water. vagina. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to want to you're not you're not going to want a sanitary mm. wipe. Yeah. And so work. and and so you know these are the things that you know you seek to provide. Make sure that they have bottles of water. You know so yeah. that they're not trying to find water somewhere that they're not irritating themselves more is there things like that just having that understanding and that and that we're about to know what they need and, and to provide that need I think is really important yeah and, and I thought that it was interesting about like 
how you you mentioned like I'm not trying to like preach anything to you or you know blah blah blah. I feel like that is so important in those type of high risk scenarios because it's like anything could be a trigger for real. Like you know tone or a simple word that you say or whatever. Like just making sure that a person knows that they're supported no matter what is the more important issue I think overall. And that can be applied to many situations, many scenarios where it's just like, if you would just be a support, no matter what the issue is, then, you know, a lot more shit could get done. I'm gonna ruffle some feathers and go ahead and say that a lot of my support was to the pimps as well. So I'm gonna ruffle the feathers and say that because the thing is a pimp needs support as well. He don't want to be chastised if you're trying to get a a girl from him. He don't want to be chastised. Mm -hmm. So in, in order to have that type of participation from a pimp, you have to understand that you know, there had to be a great line of communication between myself and, and these different men. I mean, sometimes there would be an exchange of, of, of things, you know, in order for me to get the girl. Okay. And they, would, they wouldn't be sexual for me. Um, they wouldn't be sexual from her. But, you know, sometimes there would be an exchange. You know, it, it, it might be some weed. It might, But there would be an exchange. There would be a conversation had before I just, oh, well, I'm going to take. It was it was no Dolomite situation. I'm not trying to take your hoe. She didn't choose me. It was like, yeah, you know, yeah, listen, yeah. Here's, here's the situation. The block is hot. You know what I'm saying? The police is looking for her. She's been on Facebook. She's trending. And so, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Do, do you, do you want to keep her? Do you want to go ahead and let her go? And, you know what I'm saying? Get somebody in there. You know what I'm saying? Let, here's her home situation. And then I explain, right. you know, but do you think the police going to be able to come in and sit down and talk no. to a pimp and explain the situation? No, absolutely no. Not. But don't nobody see me on social media trying to make a name for myself. To, so it's like a pimp ain't going to be like, oh, man, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you man, you, you too popular. Right. You mentioned the social media thing a few times today. And I wonder, have you gotten flack from people for not being on social media? I mean, to me, it makes a lot of sense why you wouldn't be on social media and you wouldn't really want to be a public figure like that. So there's a there's a thing with survivors as well. It's like any other industry where you have some survivors who don't want to share the limelight with other survivors. Mm. Or or you have survivors who work at nonprofits and don't get paid much. And when a city councilman comes by and offers them nothing uh, but a chance to be in the in the local paper or or standing behind them while they talking to be the person. But you're not your nonprofit ain't getting no money for it. Yeah, I've never been willing to be that person. I've never been willing to be that person. And so because I've never been willing to be that person, a lot of people don't like working with me because mm. I, I'm, I'm not for the okie doke. I'm really I'm really like keep it real or just keep it like I'm not with the okie. when I find out people about that okie doke. I just exit center stage left. I don't give you a second chance. I don't have no exit conversation. I boom, I'm gone. You just don't even hear from me. Like, I don't I don't have time to play no games. And over the years, it's like that aggressiveness for for my, like, I only want to save lives. I don't want to be popular. I don't care if the news is there. I don't care if so-and-so MC. I don't care if so-and-so is there. I don't care if that celebrity. Mm-hmm. No, I don't care if I get a recognition from the, from the city councilman or the governor or the mayor. I don't care. I'm trying to get people in here that need to hear this so they can save the lives of themselves and their neighbors. Yeah. And you trying to be popular. Yeah, and, I ain't, and so and so th- th- there's people. People are they, they don't they don't want to share that space, and so because they don't want to share that space, it's like I'm not going to spend my time sitting on the internet telling people what's going on. I'm gonna go out in the streets and let them know. I'm gonna go to community organizations, other nonprofits, and say this is the event that I'm putting on. You're, the people that you serve need to be here. Give this to them. Make this a prerequisite for for for, th- for their visits here or whatever. This is a good class. Th- they can learn this here, you know. And I really network that way and have spent my whole career networking that way with other local nonprofits, grassroots. Like I don't in the streets is where I like to be. That is my church. That's why I have a Master's of Divinity because I want to be able to preach somewhere and I might as well give the good word in the church and the good word is by doing, not by saying. Yeah. Wow. I'm so I definitely, just like, I admire you. You are incredible. Girl, right, right. I pick up on that level of, you know, respect that has to be brought to the pimp during the rescue and all of that because mm-hmm. when you mention accepting pistol whippings that's crazy because it it just reminds me of the things that you sometimes see when it's like all right you get 
pistol whipped and it's like now what you want like what how can i help you after you've gone through that stage yeah like, i don't know if that's just the process like, of how but, it goes but that, but, that goes know. back to the narcissism thing it's like just give them mm-hmm. like something that they like something to make them feel, feel power better. Right. yeah right Powerful. while you're trying to get what you're what you need as much as i love to you know look at my grandmother in a way when she's always like be careful and make sure you're doing this or she's always calling me because something's happening or this is happening and she's like always like you know telling me Shana you need to be more on top of the news like I'm like that shit is depressing like I don't really want to keep up with that but it's for a reason Jayla like what are some steps that all of us can take out here or precautions we can take to take better care of ourselves out in these streets and to be more mindful of this heightened human sex trafficking abduction that's just taking places in Ubers, Lyfts, like just random things that are just sometimes a result of our mindlessness of just being so into our phones and not paying attention, not looking at the license plate. What can we do? Now here's the thing, right? It's about to be 2020, right? So I could give you a list of things that it says on the internet that you can Google and find yourself. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to say is in the good words of Sugar Free, who is a former pimp or still maybe current. I don't know because I don't know him personally. He said, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Hello. And so I'm not going to name off a list of things that mm-hmm. you can do. But what I will say is put your phone away when you're walking out of a store. You know what I'm saying? Have, have something like I have a little shank. And, you know, I, I I got it from Melissa Ford, but I got a little shank and I, and I carry it around and I'll be letting people know, like, I don't like people walking behind me. I'm not afraid to be aggressive and let people know. Like, I'm just, I feel like I'm being assertive, but of course, other people will say I'm being aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> you know, woman right, right. I, I let people know I'm not comfortable with people walking behind me. I'll step to the side. You have to be assertive because if you're not, people think you're a punk. Most people, if they're trying to do something to take advantage of somebody, they're not trying to do it to no punk. Don't carry your, your big expensive ass bag to the store. Mm-hmm. Period. Don't be be mindful of where you park. Sometimes I park far out just so that I can walk because that gives me more time to yell and for, for me to be seen. Because if I'm way out and they hear way out, they gonna look way out, not in the middle of where all the cars are. So mm-hmm. most people are trying to park close in a parking lot. I'm trying to park far so I can yell the loudest and people can hear me the most because there's no cars around me. So it's an echo. And they're like, yeah. oh. So most people don't think about things like that. Mm. I have... I bag my groceries inside before I ever go outside and I have myself prepared to get into my car. I look around and when people are trying to sell me things, I say, I'm licensed to carry a firearm. I don't really want to talk. And I just walk away. I don't right. care about what people think, how they feel. I don't, you know what I'm saying? People I'm trying, trying to, to sell something. I run up on you, baby. Baby trying to run up on you crazy. <laughs> and confuse you. Be What are you showing me? What is going on? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, so I just feel like if I have myself prepared, I don't have to feel bad. Or, you know, I just switch the whole accent up. And if somebody want, you know, is trying to sell me a voter thing, oh, I'm not even from the United States. I just move on. I don't want to talk about it. Ah! You know? If you they, know I love like, an accent. Right. Wait if, they say, if, 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 if it's like, oh, I'm trying to sell you cable. I'm trying to sell you, you know, free Wi-Fi. Oh, my kids didn't even watch television. You know? And I just move on. Like, I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to have no attitude. I don't want to, you know, so I just, I find ways, I find ways to cope with the no. But right. it's always a no. Mm-hmm. And I let people know it's a no without trying to be offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dang. This is, I could probably talk to you for like three more hours, but this has been very, very, very fascinating. And I'm just happy that there's someone that cares. And I hope that there are more people like you that care and want to do this necessary, very necessary work. And we appreciate you for being on our show and talking to us. Yeah, thank you because, by the way, I'm retired. Yeah, so. Okay. I wanted to retire after 10 years and I kept going. Then I said 15 years and I kept going. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I got kids. You know, I, I, I can't I can't be out in these streets late at night. You know, if I'm going to smoke a blunt, it's going to be in my own backyard, in my own yeah. oasis. I'm not going to be out the street smoking a blunt while I got kids at home. Right. Right. That's fair. But yes, thanks so much, Jayla, for joining us. 
and providing us with this enrichment, like legit. During Sagittarius season. Yes. What a way to really tie this up. That also kind of plays into the Sagittarius parent. Like, I guess you kind of take on a paternal role in, in, or you have in the past, you Mm -hmm. know, of, of helping and being, being there, putting them first. So look at you. Pre-kids, you had other kids. (laughs) That is is correct for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she still got, she still got kids and like. Yeah, even, 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 you know, (laughs) in in, in corporate America, I have kids, they come over, they come over and want to have conversations you know, about what's going on like, in their life. Big sis. And, right, and that's and, definitely me. And, and they and they and they no, it's definitely not her. They they, <laughs> they, they, they come over and they want to, you know, and, and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, and I, and it's like, but I have to give a whole like if I'm standing up, then you know, we're talking. If I sit down, that means you gotta walk yes. away. Yeah, yeah, I give yeah, a whole yeah. I give whole vibes. Like, yeah. you know, I give nonverbal communication to let people know, okay, I'm done with the conversation. And so right. you know, so I've tried to master that in order to help people with the ease of you gotta go <laughs> we not doing this all day <laughs> we not all day right. <laughs> okay do you have any other final thoughts before we wrap I don't have any final thoughts I think we're good on time <laughs> I really enjoyed this I did too do you want to share your personal Social media, or are you cool? She just said she's not on go- social media like that. She's not, I know, but she's my friend, so. Okay. <laughs> first, first of all, let me say I ain't selling shit. Okay. I don't, I don't have nothing to sell, so if people are coming to try to get a class or, or, or a session, it's a, I ain't selling nothing. I only take my Reiki clients um, through word of mouth. And so... Um, there are certain things that you can't even hit me up for. So I can be found on Instagram, Jayla, the self-esteem queen. My website, that's with an S, is selfesteemqueen.com, S-E-Q-HopeFoundation.org, and lightthemood.com, which is where you can go for candles. Yes, light the mood. That's where I'm going. <laughs> Get you some candles. I want a candle that was charged, goddammit. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thanks again. We can't say thank you enough. You can find us, of course, as always, at Sign Me Up Podcast in our email, signmeuppodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up with some questions, some stuff you want to hear us talk about. We're uh, always, we're doing it. Five star ratings. Five star ratings know, on that. Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen to this podcast. Sound um, I know our OG home SoundCloud. Yeah, but let us know about topics because we're doing planning. So let us know what you want to hear. I'm at Sydney Poppins too. I'm Cheeky Bobby. And that's another episode of Sign Me Up Podcast signing out. <laughs>